Everyone faces questions and decisions that require insight and answers as we move forward personally, professionally, and corporately in all areas of this thing we call life in America today. Hello, this is Joe Schofield, and I invite you to tune in every Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. as we talk together and hear from key leaders of all ages and backgrounds about your questions. Interesting, informative, intuitive, but always encouraging. Tune us in on BBS Radio Network. Join Pastor Joe and co-hosts Ron Greer, Dr. Paul Hall, Stephanie Thayer, and Dr. Craig Thayer in Raising Expectations. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's version of Raising Expectations. We're so glad that you're here with us tonight, uh, and we hope that at the conclusion of our time together tonight, you'll have your expectations raised and be greatly encouraged. We, uh, we're people of faith. We love the Lord Jesus Christ. We know God's at work in this world, and He's at work in our lives, and that makes it even more exciting than ever. Tonight, as you know, we have a very special guest with us, so moving right along for time tonight, I want you to know our team. It's a wonderful team. I'm Pastor Joe Schofield. I'm blessed by these people every day of my life. I want you to know, first of all, Dr. Paul Hall, coming from Longpoke, California. Longpoke. And uh, he I got it. He's a retired pastor and theologian, and uh, he theologues all weeks. And uh, most of you know what that means. If you don't, you will be blessed soon as you learn. But in any event, we also have, from the other side of the country, all the way from... The wonderful place of, I think it's called Georgia, the great state of Georgia, the Peach State. We have our own Peach. She's the one lady on our program right now, Stephanie, and her husband, Dr. Craig Thayer. Stephanie is a well-known health and wellness coach and uh, great folks of faith, again, as we often say. She will encourage and strengthen people all during the week uh, on not only just what to eat, but who they are, who made them, and how to get the blueprint on how that works. So she's with us each week, and she shares. Last week, she and Craig, who is a surgeon, a trauma surgeon, and uh, he is a specialist in nutrition. So we have the dynamic duo. Marvel's looking for him, but they haven't found him yet. So whatever they talk, we listen up because they share so many good things that help people as they grow. So again, all the way from Georgia, we have the Thayers with us, and uh, we love and appreciate both of them, just like Dr. Paul in Lompoc, California. And then in the middle of the nation, as we so often say, South America, the great state of Texas, we have with us Pastor Ron Greer, who is a incredible pastor. He works with uh, Man in the Mirror, Men in the Mirror, and uh, he speaks and encourages discipleship, men to grow to become all they can as believers in Christ and followers of his principles so they can walk in the steps that he's prepared. Ron is a, is a great man. We've learned to love and appreciate him. He's a pastor. He ran for Congress. You name it, Ron knows something about it, and he's a blessing to be with us. We love you, brother, and we're glad you're part of this team. Right. Saying that, yeah, amen. He's our favorite guy in, in Central America, as we say. And so, Also, as we move forward tonight, we have a very special guest, as you know. 
a former Fox 4 News and Dallas, Texas anchor, Richard Ray, who is well known for his incredible journalism gifts, his ability to make people feel like he has known them all his life on the special programs that he did there. Whenever I turn on Fox News, I felt like I really know that guy and I never met him. But now we get to know him as our friend here on Raising Expectations. Richard is uh, retired from that position and now he is into just about everything with opportunities that help people. He does mission work with his wife, who the great story was that when he went to work there, she hired him, so he worked for his boss. We always thought that was great. Worked out really well for him also. But Richard and his wife do missions work around the world. And besides that, he also is, he's a really good actor. So we're gonna share tonight and let him tell us stories about what he's been doing now as God works in his life and he reaches out to help people everywhere. So without further ado, we want to introduce to you again, our good friend, and we thank God for his life and his family, Richard Ray. Richard, welcome to Raising Expectations. We're glad to have you with us tonight. Good to see you. Guys, have been so good to me. You really have. I just enjoy coming on the show. We get to talk about what God is doing in Catherine and my life and, and, and talk with other good brothers and sisters. And really, I, I'm always happy to be on here. We always get to talk about the fun stuff I'm doing. And, and like anybody else, I guess I can talk about what I'm doing. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, tell us, tell us about your, your latest adventures. And, and then, hey, gang, we'll just jump in. It's really going to be a fun right. night. Well, the latest adventure was, I think I talked about this shortly, uh, the last time that I was talking about going on this trip. I went with a group called, well, the, the larger group is called Wonder voyage and, and pastor Greer, they're they're actually located in flower mound here but they 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 are a turnkey mission organization not just churches mostly churches but other groups that want to be doing good stuff around the world and before the pandemic they were doing 300 plus uh trips around the world sending teams and, and making logistics but i i got to be it's a god story i've told here before but uh pastor i've been working with in peru actually happened to get hooked up with Wonder Voyage. And then he hooked me up with Wonder Voyage and Sean Small, who runs it, lives like five miles from me. You know, it's crazy <laughs> way these things work. But Sean came to me and he said, "These I've got a, a smaller group of people. They're called Legacy Voyage people. And they're people who've got a little money. They, they're adventurous. They want to go places that are adventurous, but they want to do good things. They want to raise money for schools and hospitals water projects and that kind of stuff. He says, I think you should, you and Catherine should go with them to Honduras in January, get to know them, tell them about the ministries you're involved with. Specifically, there's a ministry in Kenya called Indoto for Africa's Future that I'm on the board of directors for. We happen to be building a school, starting a school there in April. Sean thought, connect with these guys, see if you can get them excited about your ministry and maybe they can help you with that school. Well, as God would have it, we fell in love with these people. They really are. We just, uh, we, you know, we share heart for the same kind of things. And they're, they've agreed already since we came back that their next legacy trip is going to be to Kenya in November. And you're all invited to November, Kenya, early November, 4th through the 11th. And we are starting the school in April, and they're going to raise the money for a computer lab for that school. So that's really cool. So that was the latest adventure. And I, I've shared a bunch of stuff out of that. If you follow my uh, Facebook page, uh, the face, uh, Richard Ray Fox 4 Facebook page, 
I have a, another one, uh, uh, a more private one that I have mostly just people I know. But uh, I share on there the kind of stuff we did in Honduras, uh, working with a clinic there. In fact, that's I came back from that trip uh, convicted that I wanted to help the ministry down there. They've been able to get used medical equipment. A lot of it has come from Dallas-Fort Worth, from Baylor, in fact. Oh, yeah. And there's more used medical equipment that's available, but they don't. They need somebody here in Dallas-Fort Worth just to kind of be a go-between between Baylor and there's a shipping company that's Honduran-based shipping company that makes things pretty easy for them. So I actually have reached out. I'm going to do it until I can find somebody else, but I'm kind of looking for somebody who wants to volunteer in a ministry who could just be that person in Dallas-Fort Worth that could be the go-between between Baylor and another hospital in Fort Worth that has equipment that could, that's much needed that could go down to the clinic down there in Comayagua, Honduras. So that's a shorthand of the latest little adventure we've been on. Fantastic. Any questions, guys and lady? <laughs> yeah, so what, what, what part of Honduras is that? Well, if you know where Tegucigalpa is, which is right kind of the middle of the country, and then if you know where San Pedro Sulu is on the east coast, kind of it's something a lot of people fly in there to go diving at Rotan. It's it's about two-thirds of the way from San Pedro Sula to uh, Tegucigalpa. In fact, if you've ever flown into Tegucigalpa, it was like the second worst airport in the whole world. You got to fly into a anyway, they moved the main airport from Tegucigalpa, the capital, to Comayagua, which for centuries was sort of the capital of, uh, it's the old, it's got 14th century, 13th century buildings, sort of the capital of uh, Central America and Honduras. But they moved the airport there to what was an air, air force base. So it's kind of close to Tegucigalpa, if you know where that is. I spent a lot of time there in the uh, 80s during the Contra War, uh, but probably spent up, upwards, close to a month, all told, in three, two, three, four trips there. Wow. I was just showing him on a map because we we go pretty much every year. So trying to figure we, we out. Land, we land where you speak of. We used to, early in the days, get on one of those great school buses with no <laughs> oh, headlights, yeah. uh, air conditioning by window down. And then a four and a half hour <clears throat> bus trip to, to Copan. Oh, yeah. Just short of Copan. Copan is sort of the adventure part of this trip. At the end of the trip, we went to Copan, which is very cool, as you guys know. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, and our, our story is just that Bill, Bill Gates built a new building. There's like an OB center that delivers more babies than American places do. And it's got a surgery clinic at the end, which is where I get to operate. So mm. I get to use my full skill set, or at least most of it. Wow. Well, this is really cool. I'd be interested in this then, doctor, because one of the guys who went with us is a doctor from um, Pennsylvania. He's part of the legacy group and he's a dermatologist, but that specialty at the clinic was really needed. So uh, the, the whole time we were there, he would spend his afternoon seeing 13, 14, 15 patients uh, while he was there. That was his his contribution to the, probably the strongest contribution of any team member. But so if you're interested in something like that, I'll, I'll certainly hook you guys up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Now, Richard, you mentioned something about water wells, or did or did Joe mention that? Yeah, I tried to I tried to get a video to Joe that we could show on the show here tonight. But again, yeah. I'm not very astute. But again, if people want to see this, I put it. It's just a 20 second video okay. that I shot while I was in Honduras that I put on my Facebook page. That's the easiest okay. way to find it. Richard right. Bray, 
Fox Four on Facebook. You can find it. And it, it's back. I, I posted it maybe a week and a half ago. Okay. It was a 22nd video they, on a village that's outside Comagua. And, and Dr. Craig, and you guys have worked in missions. So oftentimes, the most pressing problem that third world people have is they don't have clean water. Now, for years, and I, I, I admit that the ministries I've been involved with for years, we'd, we'd go there and spend a lot of money building wells. Well, the problem is you build a well. It runs for a couple, three years, and then some little part goes out. They don't know how to fix it, or they can't get the part. Mm-hmm. And then after two or three years, all this money you spent, you're going to have to send somebody in there to fix the well again. Well, this is the beauty of this. It's a little filter about that long and, and like the size of a I don't know, toothpaste. And you see on the video, in this, it only costs 20 bucks from a company called Sawyer, S-A-W-Y-E-R. They give, it costs more than that, but they give breaks to... NGOs and, and mission groups. And at this one village that they've been working in, this people we were with, they just, the kids were all sick. They had babies that weren't flourishing. And it was all because they're drinking. It's an ancient system that had water runoff from the mountains coming down to the village, into the village. And they were getting water, but it was filled with stuff that was making them sick. All they have to do with this little thing is they pour this water in a, in a, in a bucket and then they drain it through this little $25, $20 filter. They got clean drinking water. They taught the teenagers in the village how to maintain it because there's a little maintenance to this. But we went into this village where they've been using these little $20 filters for like three years and they're still working. So yeah. it's just a wonderful, inexpensive solution to, again, if you don't have clean water, nothing works. So you guys know that having done much work. So I, I would love to speak to some of that for a second. We we actually have a nonprofit that puts in clean water because of the things that we've seen. And, and one of the reasons we started it was because a lot of amazing nonprofits with good intentions put in water systems. And then within a few years, they don't work and they're not maintained. And so you've actually done more harm to that community because now they've become dependent on it. But the thing with water, it is the um, parasites are the number one killer of children under five. It's completely preventable. Um, Some of it's education, some of it's cleaning the water. And it also should be the number one woman's right. Like if you're a fierce advocate for women and feminism, you should care about clean water. Because what happens is these little girls have to go collect water unsupervised. Often they have younger brothers that are allowed to go to school and they don't, they have to collect water and they often get trafficked. Um, If we had clean, safe water close by for them, um, they would have the opportunity at an education. They would not be trafficked. So there's so much around water that people don't realize for these sweet little innocent children that don't even get a fair shot to start. Right. And it's, and it's so cheap. Like anytime you hear someone doing water, donate five dollars you're going to change two kids lives it's very very simple so that's my that's my sales pitch for water organization and that's exactly what we found out i one group that i'm peripherally involved with had dug wells in uganda and that's what the problem they had is that after a couple of years the wells weren't working and it, just as you said it, sometimes it does more harm than good but this little 20 dollar filter I, I i just and a wow. friend Incidentally, after I posted this on social media, I also posted on LinkedIn. I have a friend, retired 
Lieutenant Jack Pagano, who's been working with the State Department with Afghan journalists for years. In fact, he just brought a bunch of them over here to Texas, got them out after the uh, withdrawal. But he he messaged me and said, if people have trouble with Sawyer, I got another place where you can get $20 filters that work just as well. So if people uh, have, you guys know how to contact me. If you know people who are interested in that, I can, there's a couple different sources we can get get that out. Amen. And and I'll I'll tell you, interesting. So one of my good friends was sitting at a table at at the end of the day. He was just discouraged about construction and they were building some wall way out in the middle of nowhere. And I looked at him, I go, dude, you, you, just like you, Richard, you're saving more lives than I ever will. I'll operate on 48 people and I never know what the ripple may be, but that's only 48 people. You, you may be treating 5,000 people in a, you know, just the surrounding like the area. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. I, that one reason I, I chimed in on that because it's one of the, uh, one of the things close to my wife and our heart. We, uh, We've helped, uh, I have a friend in, in Haiti uh, who we helped, we helped with welds there. And also with Grace Bridge, uh, Master's Cares, uh, just uh, did some things with them. And we uh, had some additional uh, cash that, uh, well, money that we hadn't really budgeted on. And so just paid for a weld uh, just a couple weeks ago. But that's one, of, yeah, again, one of my big concerns because I'm the guy going, okay, so how much does it cost to, be, to, to dig the well? And how much cost of maintaining it? And nobody ever answered that, what, that second question. We're going, okay, so. But yeah, that, that's, a, that, it's still, that's amazing that you guys would, uh, would come to that point and start to find some, some solution for it. Because um, same thing here. It's like, okay, it works, it's great. And then five years later, okay, so how's, how's the well going? How's the school going? And then that's one of the deals. Because when there's something wrong, they either don't have the parts in the part of Africa that uh, we're supporting, or there's somebody has something being, and they can fix it, but it's going to really, really cost you. Uh, yeah. So they end up robbing them uh, or, well, trying to rob them to fix it. So yeah, that's, that's a brilliant solution. That really is. It brings back to mind uh, some of the, uh, when I was with hiking buddies who have these little uh, personal straws, the filtering <laughs> thing there. You can actually drink dirty water right out, right out of a river or, or creek through that little uh, straw thing. So that's the same sort of filter uh, that they place on the water that wells there, you know, you think? I don't know. I mean, that's called the life straw, and it's fascinating, and it's very, very cool. I haven't heard of the Sawyer one. I'm going to look it up because right. the other thing that would be wonderful at that price point is to be able to get to rural locations. Like, we've yeah. done some in the hills of Indonesia. Do you know how hard it's to it is to get there to these tribes. Yeah, right. So if you could literally plunk something in the water, I mean, that's pretty amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. That really Check is. Check that video out. If you can find it on my Fox four, uh, Richard Ray Fox yeah. 4, uh, Facebook page, it's, it's, it's really a simple system and, and 20 second video shows exactly how it works. Right. Right. I just, just queued you up on my phone. <laughs> I know. I just, I just got you too. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. That's amazing. That's a, that's a that's a much. I hate. Well, I don't know who's watching this. <laughs> but, uh, I'm thinking that's a much better return on your money than four thousand dollars for a well. <laughs> but yeah, hey, that works four or five years. I mean, twenty yeah. bucks to place them. You know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. so both. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Whoever's watching this, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> 
profits obsolete. I mean, in theory, we solve it and then we move on to food. We move on to shelter. We yeah. move on to skill, right? All those yeah. other yeah. needs. Yeah. Right. Water's yeah. going to be number one. Yeah. And I, yeah. And, I, and I, I don't think, um, well, I know uh, just from traveling around the country, the vast majority of Americans have no clue just how many places in the world don't have access to an actual clean water. And even places where we've gone with, they've got a faucet, but even the locals tell you, don't drink, don't, don't drink the water. So, they have, first world countries. I mean, you're kind of taking a chance in some European yeah. countries. You don't want to drink. Yeah. Absolutely. Have water that you can just turn the faucet on drinking it clean is such a blessing. You're right. Yeah. Pastor Americans don't Amen. realize what a blessing. They, they have no clue. Amen. That's right. <laughs> So could, amazing. Don't tell the story. Don't tell the story. What was that? Must be a good one. Don't tell the pastor, actually. That was a quick reaction there, Warco. When we get together, guys, you can tell us that. You can tell us that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's Water is a precious commodity. Now tell us about oh, the, the movie. Yeah, tell us well, one one second, Paul. Go oh, ahead. Sorry, yeah, sorry. yeah, that's all right. I'm sorry, Paul. Paul just just as an aside, um, I pastored a little church in Eoli in Texas, outside Breckenridge, in in the middle of a bean field, and uh, I went to Sunday dinner with one of the families. They had a well uh, close by was a cleachy pit, and I believe cleachy's like a rock. Uh, gravel kind of thing you know in parts of texas and it colors the water uh, if you're close to the source and uh, she poured me a glass of tea and i i i i wasn't sure what it was i was and i just held it up and she was about 80 years old she says hun there ain't nothing in that water is going to hurt you babe you just go ahead and drink it you know <laughs> and uh, it takes a lot of faith to do that sometimes <laughs> but, I, but but i drank it um before you, Richard, thanks for being with us again. I, you know, I love your spirit and what God's doing through your life and things like that. I just, uh, as I was thinking about this just a little bit, I've heard it said that people will fall in love with us before they fall in love with our Savior, um, because right. of the actions that we do and things like that. Can you kind of draw a corollary for us on uh, how? The gospel, maybe, you know, how, how do you relate to the people as you're meeting physical needs? Uh, what, how do you find a reception? Do you find them open uh, to the gospel? Are they are they hungry to hear it? Do they respond well to it as you're able to share? And I know at different organizations, you know, it's not a missionary effort per se, but uh, but we as salt and light have that wonderful opportunity to share, you know, out of our lives. But what do you find in your, all of you and all of your experiences, you know, you travel around the world and, and you, you get to go on these mission trips. How do you find that uh, to be uh, in terms of, of uh, them being receptive to, to the gospel? Not only. Say, that's a really good question. And I, and I think it's an important one. Paul, uh, uh, well, I, I appreciate that. Um, one thing I want to say, it's a whole lot easier to witness for a lot of people, not so much for me, because I'm just kind of out there anyway, but for a lot of people, it's a lot easier to witness. To, you go to a foreign country and you're witnessing to poor people in a third. I mean, that's you can share your faith sometimes much more easily than walking across the street and mm -hmm. talking to the neighbor that you've known for five years. Mm -hmm. yeah. So there's some of that going on. 
The other thing is, I, I, it's my favorite quotation that's not in the Bible, and that's, share the gospel always, when necessary, use words. <laughs> and when you show people you care about them, and you love them, and you're there, they want to know, why are you here? What is it that compels you to, well, Jesus compels us to be here, and it opens the door to talk about those things. But, yeah. and I find often, too, that it, you have to you have to center it on Jesus mm-hmm. because if you start talking about being a Christian or if you start talking about all these different labels that have different meanings in the Muslim world or in, in the third world, I mean, it means wealthy white people or uh, crusaders. Or, I mean, talk about Jesus. And I find that is that opens all sorts of doors and Amen. people yeah. are hungry for you to pray for them in Amen. foreign countries. You found that over and over and over again. If you go door to door and you ask people, can we pray for you? The immediate response is, oh, yes, wow. please come in and pray for me. And Amen. it happens even sometimes when you're not doing that. It happened in this village I'm talking about where we saw this, this, uh, the water filters. And I'm a little hesitant to tell this story because, you know, God tells us to, that uh, don't let the right hand know what the left hand is doing. And I'm going to tell you about a uh, a, a little act of generosity my wife and I did. Uh, but we're standing around in this village after I'd done this video and some other stuff. And um, a woman comes up and she's just kind of standing off to the side. And she comes over to the guy who was serving as an interpreter. My Spanish isn't good enough. I always, I mean, it's pretty good, but not that good. So we had an interpreter and he, she's, she comes over. She's, this woman wants you to come pray for her. Well, we didn't know what that was. And, and the other members of the team were doing something else. So Kathy and I were it. So we walked and wound our way through the village. You know, the, they got pandemics going on down there real bad. Everybody's got masks on and everything. But we went into this hut, this this small little house. It wasn't a hut. It was a house, but third world house. And there's a woman laying on a bed and she's she's got diabetes and she's just lost a leg and she's despondent. And her family's worried about her because she won't eat. She won't drink. So we just went in there and I, we said, can we pray for you? And the young man that was serving as our interpreter was wonderful. I prayed for her. And, and a, about a couple minutes in, her, her, her hand goes up like this, you know, so she's hearing it. Mm-hmm. He prays for her. We get done. We're a little cautious again because, you know, you don't know what you're walking into sometimes in these situations, but trust that God's leading you into it. Yeah. And we came out and we talked to the family a little bit more and they said, well, she needs a wheelchair. We really need a wheelchair. <laughs> so the guy we're with is the son of the guy who runs the clinic we're working at. And I said, what would a wheelchair cost? You know, and it wasn't that much. Mm-hmm. So we went into, we went in and to town, we got a wheelchair and I, and he agreed that he would take it back. I said, cause we were leaving. And I said, just send me pictures. And I don't know if I could show these pictures or not, but this woman, they sent me pictures of this woman who looked transformed. She's got a smile on her face. She's sitting in her wheelchair. She's surrounded by her smiling family. This is like two days later. Amen. Oh, again, people want to pray for, will you pray for them? That's the biggest witness you can give in these situations. Amen. That's right. That's great. Well, Richard, what a what a great story and uh, what a great opportunity that was. Uh, 
you know, we know the Lord uses you in so many ways, and we do pray for you. We pray for you. You're on my list each day, and I know you pray for us. Um, I thought it was interesting. Ron had mentioned this a second ago about uh, the, the how God's using you with, with acting skills now and different things and getting you out there in front of people and giving more and more of an opportunity to share Christ on with people who may have heard about him but don't know him, but you're a link. Uh, we do have your YouTube video, and maybe you would like to preface that. I'm watching our time, and we'll okay. go ahead and play that. We've got your, we've got your YouTube up. We're okay. ready. Well, we run it. Let me say, I've had some success getting parts in secular movies, including this fun little shark film where I play a bad guy. I even oh, say the big words. But... Just two, just two naughty words. But they, but the, we're going to run the trailer on it. It's a really fun movie, and you can get it on. Again, you check out my Fox Four page. I'll show you how to get it. You can get it for free if you're willing to watch commercials, and you can also get it on Amazon Prime if you want to spend eight bucks or nine bucks. So, but it's called Bull Shark, and I play a bad guy, Mayor Groves. Okay, hey TJ, let's see if we can run that now. We're ready. Found a dead girl in the lake. They pulled that out of the middle of her back, lodged into her spine. What you're dealing with is a shark. And from the looks of it, a hungry one. Everybody knows that there's a shark swim in freshwater. I can't keep that little girl's mother quiet much no, what longer. what you need to do is shut down the damn lake. Cut off his food supply. We don't have to do that if we kill the damn thing first. This town can survive anything on two feet. Wildcats, sharks. There's only one person around here who's going to take the fall for that sort of thing. Get out of the water! Almost there. Almost there. Almost there. Oh, prime time. <laughs> I'm going to leave the light on tonight. <laughs> Thanks, it was DJ. a lot of fun to shoot. The folks at B-22 uh, films are a lot of fun, and I uh, <laughs> hope to do more with them. <laughs> but I did ask you guys to pray for me to get involved in faith. <clears throat> I have not, still haven't had much. I've, I've made some connections. And in fact, uh, the, uh, uh, Tanya Renee is a local uh, faith-based, faith-based filmmaker that I've made connections with. I'd like to get hooked up with the TD Jakes and his production company, but I just haven't passed the the caretakers and that kind of stuff. But, and the chosen, I don't know if any of you guys have seen the chosen, Mm -hmm. but it's awesome. It's just an awesome betrayal of Jesus life. And I think they're working on their third season now. And they filmed that a lot of it's filmed here. And I saw they put out a casting call. So I just, uh, just before I got in here, I told my agent, I want to get on with these chosen people. See what you can do. So. <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> well, you'll have to watch the words better in that one, though. <laughs> you can't have two bad words in that one. You'll have to watch. Oh, I won't have to say bad words in that. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Anybody? <laughs> the Chosen is phenomenal. You know, we, we kept having people tell us to watch it. And then we finally started it. And we got almost through the first episode. And we said, we have to stop and back up and have our teenagers watch it. Because each personality just comes to life. And you realize just what a mess each person is and how God can use <laughs> all of us. And it's it's 
it's good. I love that it's dramatized. And I mean, it's real, you know, the Bible is very juicy. If you have missed that there's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a soap opera in there. And, um, <laughs> but it's, it's a good one. That would be a great one to be in. And I, we have not connected you. We know someone that produces there out of um, New Orleans, but they've done, um, they did God's not dead and they're working on a lot of things right now. So I will follow up on that. Uh, there's also a group, a friend of mine, I haven't been able to get in contact with him lately, but he said they're based, based in southeast Georgia, and I can't remember their name. But anyway, they're not doing strictly faith-based films, but they're trying to they're trying to uh, skew that way. So I, if, if you run into somebody like that. Hmm. Rob, I Orlando's going to get back to you. I've got a screenplay that I've got people interested in. It. I just don't think the people who are interested in it have enough money to do it right, and I want to find somebody who's got enough money to do it right. Yeah. Robert Orlando, let me check with my wife here on my bank account. I'll I'll get back to you. Okay, yeah, please do, please do, Pastor. You betcha. It's right. Um, That's pretty good. How do how do they get that real quick? You were going to tell us. We go to where? Uh, Just prime time, is it, or or prime uh, video, or Uh, the chosen? The the chosen. You want to know how we got the chosen? Uh, Bullshark. Yeah, I mean, how do we get your movie? Bullshark. Bullshark. Again, check it out on my Facebook page, Richard Ray Fox Four. But there's two ways you can get it. You can get it on Amazon Prime if you search for Bull Shark. It's two words. You'll find five or six different bull sharks. But it's the 2022 movie uh, Shark Terrorizes Texas Town. Whatever. Uh, If you and that again, that'll cost you eight ninety nine. I think to rent it. And then you can get it free on YouTube TV. And again, I've got a link on my Facebook page to both of those. You just have to watch the commercials if you get it on YouTube TV. It's not okay, commercial. Because they'll ask me about that. That's it's, good. Kind of a, it's, it's a really kind of a fun movie. I kind of think they could have done better on the ending of it, but the whole rest of the movie I like. And I like it. <laughs> don't tell Ronnie. Don't, don't, don't tell Ronnie he's going to watch. Don't tell Ronnie. <laughs> So how many Jaws 2022. <laughs> Just get a bit. How many takes did it take to do that one scene that was on? Uh, the you know, in fact, uh, I worried about because I have three long scenes and they're dialogue heavy. And I, you know, being a newbie in this kind of thing, but I did that stuff on TV for years. So with a with a small, low budget, independent TV th- scene like this they do like seven or eight or nine takes, but that's because they've only got one camera instead of six and they're shooting it from different angles. And honestly, I didn't mess up a single take. And I I might've, I might've changed a word or two on a couple, but I I surprised myself. I didn't really mess. I just kept, and after you've done it about four or five times, you really know it. So you're just doing it again for a different camera angle. No, 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 no improvising or, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, Not with this bunch, but then again, I'm, I'm a newbie in this now. If I was, uh, if I was Will Ferrell and I wanted to improvise, I'd probably get away with it, but I'm I'm going to stick with this. (laughs) Well, if you have a problem, just say Fox four news, be right back. (laughs) Well, and I have, if you see my clip reel, uh, it's a, that's also on that YouTube page that that I sent you, uh, uh, Pastor Pastor uh, Joe. That uh, I've got clip reels on there. You can see I I played a small part of a TV reporter in a you know real stretch right for in a, a small <laughs> part of film. I, I've had several other uh, enough for a nice clip reel anyway. That's great. Good oh. deal. Oh, good Paul, I, I know you're thinking. <clears throat> 
<laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm always thinking. You know, I was, uh, you know, that movie's like Bull Shark. Boy, you know how exciting that is. In Longpoke, uh, we, we have a beach. We live four miles from the, from the Pacific, and uh, our beach is closed, basically in the summer, uh, in the spring because of a little bird called snowy plovers, and oh, yeah. uh, they're nesting and things. Well. The nesting territory goes from British Columbia to Mexico, but we're oh, the only beach that's closed. Uh, but we have a sign. Uh, we have a sign on our beach, and uh, and the sign literally says, you know, I have this, I have this little. That's I took a picture of the sign. It's <laughs> warning, precaution, fatal shark attacks. Swim and surf at your own risk. Keep away from marine wildlife. We've had two surfers that were killed uh, surfing at surf beach uh and it's 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 peculiar because just down in carpinteria on the other side of santa barbara from us is the world's safest beach and so uh you know it's kind of interesting kind of things but i think it's you know uh, richard i think it's exciting you've got opportunities you know to 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 use your talent in so many kind of different ways touch so many lives you know your uh your spirit's infectious in a good way i mean that in a good way and uh and it's 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 just a joy, you know, to see that. That's Amen. good, good stuff. It, it it's a blast. I I mean, and I I like to stay busy. I know I talked to you guys. Another another adventure I've got coming up is I'm going to Las Vegas in March. I've played a baseball tournament for seventy plus guys who can still yeah. run and play ball, and that's oh. been a blessing for me. In fact, I got recruited on a team from Fresno, which is not that close to you, Doug Paul, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, they needed outfielders that could still run, and I qualified. So <laughs> I went out to Vegas, and I'll probably go back to uh, Phoenix with a seventy-plus team uh, oh, Fresno nice. next, next fall too. Yeah, it's my five-plus team, which they're so good, I don't get to play enough. <laughs> <laughs> so did, did you play baseball in uh, high school and college? You know, I played baseball in high school, but I, I grew up in Minnesota, and unfortunately, the field didn't thaw out until about mid-May, so you only had a few games. I had to work in the summer, so I couldn't play Legion ball, and I had I had a chance to play uh, small college baseball, but I didn't want to go live in Marshall, Minnesota, which is out in the middle of nowhere, which where the college was, so I actually, the last time I played baseball was as a 17-year-old senior in high school. Wow. And then I found out about base that old guys like me are still playing baseball when I was 68. Wow. So I had a 51 year gap between baseball games. So and I didn't lose, didn't lose a stroke. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> didn't lose a single stroke. That's pretty, that is pretty impressive. Yes, that is. <laughs> well, I've been playing softball some, although uh, I, I even softball I didn't play for about 25, 30 years because of uh, my work schedule, but. I had been playing softball for a few years and I went out, I, I was doing a story. I've told the story before I was doing a story for my Lone Star Adventure series at Fox four right. on senior baseball and how old guys like me still play baseball. And I went out and took batting practice with this team and I, you know, knocked it around pretty good. And they said, you should do this. So that did. <laughs> hey, there's hope, Ron, hang in there. Hey. <laughs> Second, second in second half of my life, I might finally make it to the top of the team. <laughs> You're only young once. I think Ron. I can still run when I'm seventy. You're only young once, but you can be immature all your life. Just remember. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty. Or good. I love, I love the one. The older you get, the better you are. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. 
Yeah. I got to tell him, Paul, he had a good one today. He said, you know, we were laughing about something. And Paul goes, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure if I'm buying into that old line. The older we get, we mellow like a fine wine. He says, sometimes I'm starting to feel like vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. It sure works. <laughs> well, I think you're brave to, to get out there and, and play baseball because, you know, at, at our age, Things, things, things pop and break and all kinds of weird stuff. Some of these guys are crazy, Ron. They still slide. Am I slide on purpose? I have slid several times, (laughs) not on purpose. (laughs) Not the face, not the face pant thing, right? Just the slide looks pretty bad. It's more like a fall down. (laughs) Praise God. That's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. (laughs) Great opportunities, though. Great opportunities to reach people and then talk to people all over the place. Awesome. And get a ring too. That's really good. Go on. And I, I and I got to come in here also, man. It, it, That's right. One of the one of the um, uh, one of the things that I work with uh, men's groups and churches on is uh, trying to find a way to reach those three different sort of age groups, those three different generations. Right. It toughest thing in the world to do for most churches. It just it it really is tough. It's not rocket science. I mean, it, I mean, it's worse than rocket science. Uh, but one is the probably the toughest group to reach are those guys who are in their retired age, right? They're in their late 60s, 70s, 75, even 80. You know, in, in their mind, I mean, okay, I'm done. There's nothing else to do. And, and you know, trying to get, get them to understand, listen, you've had the first, you know, first ending of your, of your, I mean, your first uh, quarter of your life. Then you finish the second quarter. Now, here, here you are in the third quarter, you know. What do you do with all these, these tons of experience and knowledge and, and all these things? I mean, what do you do with that? Why do you just sit? You know, there are, there, are, there are multiple ministries, multiple organizations that would love to have your, your years of experience and your talents. Uh, but it's, you know, they, they bind us a lie that, you know, okay, well, I'm 71, 72, three, three years old. There's really nothing I can do anymore. Uh, so you, have, you need to have a poster and a video of guys like you in every church that's right yeah that's amazing media this week posting about what happens in your 60s 70s and 80s and i'm going to get the exact facts wrong but like the top churches those pastors are i think 73 on average the the ceos average 71 of the most successful companies like there's all these really neat data points that are for later on. And I mean, I, I remember joining a Bible study when I had a baby and a toddler thinking I need to meet some young women. I was the only younger person and I had all these grandmas and it was the best small group I've ever done. They poured into me. I still talk to these women. They taught me so much about the Bible. And I thought, Oh, I must be at the wrong table. No, I was exactly at the table that I needed to be at. Right. That's crazy. It really is. You know, there's that's a, interesting. You say the most productive age group was sixty to seventy. Next was seventy to eighty. In your life, and yes. Next was wow. fifty to sixty. So that's true. Yeah, wow. get out there and do you it. You have to channel it. Help people see that they're not really Speak done. Full of all the time. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Busier now than I've ever been, and I am. I'm busy with things that I want to do that, yes. that I'm passionate about, and yeah. it's a blessing. And, and and it's a. I also it's something I give thanks for every day. It's my vitality. It's unusual you know, that I can still do physically the things I do, but, but that doesn't, even if you can't physically do those things, there's so much as, as, as Pastor Greer said that you got, you got all that experience, all those 
life experiences that you could share with people. And yeah, that that's yeah. an age when they should be really digging in. Oh yeah. I, I get, I get Oh, sorry. Sorry, Paul. There was, Go ahead. A lady, uh, there was a lady a few years ago that theologued all the time. And, uh, <laughs> She made this statement one time and she said, when I stand before God at the end of my life, uh, I would hope that I would not have a single bit of talent left and that I could <laughs> say to him, I used everything you gave me. That was Irma Bombeck. Uh, oh. But boy, I tell you, what a thought, you know, to, yeah. to use the gifts that God has given us for his yeah. glory. Um, you know, we go out and minister and who gets the blessings, you know, yeah. we, we get the blessings. Yeah. So that's right. Yeah. One, one of the, com one of the criticisms I get from family and friends, but you know, they're like, even my son's like, dad, what, you never answer your phone. I said, well, I was busy. You always, bu how are you busy? You retired. I said, retirement is simply means I can do whatever I want on my schedule. I'm doing it. All the things I kind of right. thought, thought about doing before. Except yeah, next week when you have to go to the Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Five right. days with just one. <laughs> so do one. whatever you want, Ron. <laughs> we'll send you an Uber Eats. Give us an address. Not retired, rewired. There you go. Rewired. That's I like right. That. I like that. I like that. All right. I'm going to steal that, Richard. <laughs> well, guys, I got to jump in here real quick and uh, uh. just say this. Uh, yeah, I wish we'd go three hours. Uh, you know, we're, we're a based uh, program that's is listener based and it's your uh, donations and your help that, that keep us going to, to pay the bills and uh, so thankful for those that support. I want to thank Richard. Richard's helped to support us some. Sure appreciate that donation, Richard, and God bless you for that. And many folks that we know are doing this. So I'm just going to give you this. I'm high tech today. I'm catching up with Fox News. Here we go. High tech. <laughs> All you got to do is look at this. This is the address bbsradio.com forward slash raising expectations and then you'll see a donation tab on there all you got to do is hit that and it'll be paypal and paypal somebody you can really trust they'll take good care of your donation so there it is going once but you see going twice okay enough of that pastors aren't very good at collecting money but anyway paul aren't you impressed that was high tech wasn't it i, I you have no idea <laughs> But it was reversed on the screen. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> We're coming up, Richard. We're coming up. So anyway, anyway, uh, we got we got two minutes, guys. Thank, thank Richard for us. And we got like uh, two minutes, and they're gonna put on us, so we'll be ready to go. All right. So, so we just so we. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tate. Sorry. No, I was just gonna thank Richard for being a light. I mean. I think yes. one of the things that he, he he gets to experience, and I mean, all of us, is giving people hope, right? So being that example, whether you're in Honduras, whatever mission trip you've gone on, the filming you're doing, the people you meet, I guarantee you behind the set and seeing your preaching. And, and so God bless you for doing that. And, mm -hmm. and being an example of someone that's getting out there and doing stuff. And, you know, faith is, is a verb, not a, not a noun. Amen. God has blessed us with opportunities and we cherish every one of them. Amen. Wow. I was he yeah. stole it from me. I was gonna say that, but he he took it. So <laughs> ditto, 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 Richard. <laughs> ditto. Yeah, ditto right on. Paul? Well, here's a thought for you. Some preacher said one time, unless you preach everywhere you go, there's little value in going anywhere to preach. 
And, uh, oh, there you go. I like that. That's so good. hold on to that one. <laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> Steph, you want to you want to wrap it with a bow, Steph? <laughs> I don't have anything. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. That's now, fair. Hey, yeah, don't take a note on that tank. It'll get you in trouble. Oh. Don't do that, tank. So, <laughs> Hands up, no Rich, foul. <laughs> that's right. Richard, thanks, brother. We, yes, thank you know, you. we have so much fun, but I think that's what makes us different. People text me a lot and say, we just enjoy being with you guys. And Richard, they enjoy because of, of your life, your testimony, and men and women like you. You are a light. And you are in our prayers, and we know the Lord's going to use you day after day. And we look forward to hearing from you again on what's happening and what's new. And we'll be following up on these things, and uh, we'll be praying. And Ron's working, and Steph, we've got different people. We'll be getting a hold of you. They'll reach out to you. But thank you so much for being who you are and reminding us whose we are mm -hmm. and showing us there's so much we can do. Thanks, Amen. Richard. God I love you guys. You, uh, you are so good to me, and, and, uh, and you are in my prayers every day. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for tuning in to Raising Expectations, folks. You're the people that the reason we're here, and we hope your expectations were raised. If they weren't, go like this, put your finger here, and check for a pulse. You might need some help because tonight was exciting to see what God does in your life. God bless you and keep you. Until we see you next week, we'll look forward to hearing good things from each of you. God bless. See you next week. Bye. Thank you, guys. Friends, thanks for joining us on this week's program of Raising Expectations. We profoundly hope you found it engaging and at times humorous, but most of all, uplifting, so that we may, with you, one topic at a time each week, become more encouraged to move forward to an exciting future in, as we always say, this thing called life in America today. So let not your hearts be troubled, your family, finances, faith, freedom, it can be a great future as we talk, listen, respect, and pull together. Please let me hear from you. You can reach me at 972-922-8556. That's 972-922-8556 or Joe Schofield on Facebook or LinkedIn. It'd be a pleasure to know you and we hope you'll listen in again next week on the BBS Radio Network.